keys are to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. We're going to be talking another training camp battle. And this sure. one along the edge with the defensive lineman, Jordan Willis versus Kerry Hyder. This is going to be an absolutely exciting battle to watch all throughout training camp. Absolutely. And it's, uh, Jordan Willis, a guy that the Niners have invested in, they traded for, spent draft capital on, and Kerry Hyder, a guy who has had nothing but success when playing for Chris Kassarek. Literally. Look at the numbers. You can look at the stats. Everywhere else, nothing. With Chris Kassarek, outrageous numbers and almost double-digit sacks every time this man plays for Chris Kassarek. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he had that tremendous success with the Detroit Lions playing for Chris Kassarek. Uh, he leaves and gets a nice contract with the Cowboys, does nothing, but then reunites with Chris Kassarek in San Francisco, and all of a sudden you're eight and a half sacks later in 2020, and he's going off and getting a $6.5 million contract from the Seattle Seahawks. Thanks, Seattle, for paying him because now he's on a, a really, really nice deal for the 49ers. And this is one of those battles that's going to be fun because the question marks surrounding the edge rushers and the interior defensive linemen and how this is going to be made up is one of the biggest things to talk about. Now, one of the reasons that this one is interesting is because both of these guys are competing for a similar role, the Arden Key role, um, but also being able to play the edge on base for three you know, downs and being able to stop the run. Both do it well. Both play that area well. What separates these two guys, though, is Jordan Willis's athletic ability compared to Kerry Hyder. Jordan Willis, a 4-5 or five guy, can bend the corner, can chase people down. Kerry Hyder, an effort guy, a guy that needs help uh, when it comes down to it. There were so many times in 2020 we witnessed Kerry Hyder chasing quarterbacks. Jordan Willis runs them down. There's a difference there. So there's a, a tremendous difference between how they go about their game but both of them are effective. And I think Jordan Willis's stats have proven that if he would have played a complete season, he would have had a very nice number of sacks, pressures, and everything that you need from that position. So Alex, I like this battle, and it could be a battle so close that one of them's on the roster and one of them's off when we get to August 30 and final 53 man cuts. That is correct. That is the truth. That is the reality. That is the situation that these two gentlemen find themselves in, in a room that is stacked and loaded. Despite the fact that San Francisco values this position, you have tough decisions to make now. And if they do keep seven defensive ends, they keep seven guys off the edge there, maybe something bodes a little bit better for the both of them. It's still going to be difficult no matter what, because there's a lot of guys who are already kind of locked into spots. Nick Boza, obviously. Craig Jackson, obviously. Samson Epicom, obviously. Charles Minihue, obviously. I mean, those, those four guys right there in and of themselves is pretty locked down, secured, and then you still have the Kamoko Therese of the world. You still have the D Ford question. You obviously have had these two gentlemen in this mix as well at this position. So there's a lot of variety and, and ways to put this group together. One of them could be on the outside looking in, but the, the big thing with me and the thing that you brought up that I really want to harp on with these two gentlemen is what Jordan Willis is and what Kerry Hyder is. Um, you said it perfectly when you said Jordan Willis runs guys down and Kerry Hyder chases guys. And <laughs> Some people say, may think to themselves, it's the same thing. You have to chase somebody to run them down, but there's, a, there's an end point there. Jordan Willis finishes that chase. The chase is the act of going after something. Running someone down and catching them 
is a completely different thing. Yeah. A lot of times, Kerry Hyder doesn't catch guys. He runs them out of bounds. He runs them into a teammate. Or he trips and stumbles while running after or chasing somebody and, and magically grabs a shoelace and brings a guy down. Kerry Hyder doesn't do it the same way Jordan Willis does. And while both guys do add that run-stopping ability and capability on base for three downs, Jordan Willis can finish, whereas Kerry Hyder usually typically doesn't. Now, big thing, big question here. The Arden Key role, though, moving to the inside, does that negate Kerry Hyder's weaknesses? Because he's not the top-end speed guy, Ant, but his pass rush moveset, everything that is there on pass rushing downs and the effort and intensity does bode well in his favor on the interior. Yeah, I think him moving inside would be very nice for him, you know, and right now it could just be that he moves in on obvious pass downs uh, going against an offensive guard because he does play with strength. And in fact, when he came into the league, he played as a defensive tackle. True. When you're 290 pounds, I know Kerry's not quite 290, but you can put that weight back on. Ask Mike McGlinchey. You know, a lot of these players are able to put weight on, take weight off. They can do what they need to do because of the eating habits and the training personnel they get to work with on the daily. So Hyder could make that transition. I think his skill set is very nice. Uh, the way he uses his hands, the way he's able you know, to bull rush, but also has those moves to be able to, the short area quickness to get by an offensive lineman. Those are very tailored to what Chris Kacerik wants from that Arden Key role. And in fact, I think it was actually going to be the Kerry Hyder role when he came in 2020. Of course, injuries changed everything and made it so Hyder had to be a base 4-3 defensive end. There was no Bosa. There was there was no four. There was nobody out there. It was Kerry Hyder, and he did a really good job. Effort-wise, eight and a half sacks is a tremendous season. And I think the 49ers do value what he adds to this team but that might be his spot overall. It could be as simple as Kerry Hyder is going to play on the interior and Jordan Wills is going to play on the outside. True. And like you said, if they keep seven defensive line or defensive edge rushers, I believe both players will make the team. I think the situation with Kerry Hyder affords the 49ers that opportunity because you'll have those four guys on the interior and Hyder could be the fifth guy. He can take defensive tackle reps if you need him to. And of course, on obvious pass downs, him or Charles Aminahue could slide on the inside. Uh, very true. Right? Um, and look, it would be a nice situation for San Francisco to be able to have a guy who has flexibility there on yeah. the D-line to play in multiple spots. You could play him on base rundowns on the interior. You could play him on base rundowns on the outside. Um, man, in a shocking turn of events, Ant, they had the same thing with Eric Armstead already. Armstead can do those things also. If if we forgot TCC, 49ers faithful, Armstead was originally a base 4-3 defensive end who would slide into the inside on base pass run pa on base oh, oh, on base pass downs rap <laughs> god my goodness um until last season where he really solidified himself as an interior defensive tackle and the defensive lineman for the San Francisco 49ers in a shocking turn of events and he was kind of a tweener hybrid five tech D end in college who translates better on the inside with San Francisco. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Armstead was a five tech in college. The 49ers drafted him to be a five tech playing in the three, four defenses that they were running. When Kyle Shannon came in, they switched to a four, three and Eric Armstead switched uh, his role. And he played a, an interesting hybrid role playing outside and inside. Now the differences between him and Hyder though, are, are very vast because yes. Eric Armstead's well over six foot six. And then you got Kerry Hyder at six, two Eric Armstead goes over 300 pounds, Kerry Hyder under uh, Hyder is definitely a tweener, uh, but he's proven to be successful at both areas. True. And when it comes down to it, you can't put a number on effort. And that's the thing. He just continues to get after it with the additions of Traverius Ward, the way the secondary is going to be better. That's probably going to give Kerry Hyder more time to get to the quarterback. So I think Hyder does have a role in this football team. The question is, number one, how many snaps is he going to get? It's definitely sure. not going to be the amount of snaps he got in 2020. Number two, is he even going to be on this roster? Because him and Jordan Wills are going to be an absolute battle. One of them could be left standing. The other one could be gone. Or 
one of them could be playing and the other one's just waiting for an opportunity. And it also could very well come down to the position battle on the interior yeah. with what you have in Kevin Givens and Maurice Hurst there. If Maurice Hurst is healthy and looking phenomenal and Kevin Givens is elevating continually, then maybe your plans of being able to keep seven defensive ends kind of just go to the wind because you're sitting there looking at what Maurice Hurst is. You're seeing what Kevin Givens is turning into and realizing the end of the day, uh, we just don't need that seventh guy because we have five guys in the interior that we absolutely love and we don't want to have to get rid of any of them, Ant. Yeah, I think Kevin Givens winning that battle with Maurice Hurst is better for a Kerry Hyder or Jordan Willis because True. you want to pull Kevin Givens off the field on third down and allow one of these guys to go in and rush the passer. I think if Maurice Hurst wins, Maurice Hurst does have the ability to rush on a third down. Now, he's not going to be as good as Kerry Hyder, potentially not going to be as good as Jordan Willis for sure. Um, but I do think that that would be an easier route for either one of them to make the team. So that battle, which if you didn't watch our, our training camp battle video about Kevin Givens versus Maurice Hurst, go back and watch that one. We get really in-depth on it. Uh, it's it's one of those things that's going to play out. And there's a lot of these position battles along this defensive line that affect other people. So I'm glad you brought that up because that interior D-line position battle could affect both of these guys and it could be as simple as they decide they only need to keep four defensive linemen so or four interior linemen so they can keep these two edge rushers or it could be that those guys are playing so well one or both of these guys are gone look it's gonna be interesting we've been saying this about the d-line and and the o-line for for some time now it's going to be a bloodbath uh, actual trench warfare yeah for the 49ers in training camp uh, it was pretty hot and intense last season there's still tons of questions to be asked about this defense right now and this D-line and what it could look like because in a shocking turn of events, Ant, this D-line is better than it's ever been. Yeah, it really is. I mean, the depth top to bottom, you know, one to what will eventually be 11, but uh, I mean, they got like 14 guys and these guys are all... <laughs> all, all 14 could make the run. Yeah, I mean, like Alex Barrett is like at the, the very back end, but we've already seen him play in 2020 for the 49ers. True. He's been a part of this practice squad. It's not like he's a, a bad player. He's a, a solid player in this league. But there's just so much talent ahead of him. It is really going to be survival of the fittest. Chris Kacarek has uh, put together one of the best defensive lines. Of course, John Lynch went out and got it for him. But he goes out and gets these guys and develops them. And there's guys like Kevin Givens uh, and Kerry Hyder who are be are good because of Kacarek. I mean, he's really developed them. And so I think he should get a lot of the credit. But, yeah, this is going to be fun. And I'm curious what Jordan Wills is going to look like, you know, not having to sit out, but getting out there and actually participating in all of training camp and everything. I'm excited to watch him. Well, look, last year Jordan Willis was competing, Anton, busting his butt in training camp because he knew, hey, I'm suspended. Yeah. I was suspended for the first part of the season, so I better make myself inexpendable. Otherwise, the will just move on. I mean, there was yeah. a lot of pressure. Uh, and this year, Ant. He has found himself right back in a position battle, meaning his spot is not safe. Nothing is guaranteed. And so that fire is going to be lit, and we're going to see the best version of Jordan Willis yet again. Just like I, ex I expect us to see the best version of Kerry Hyder and a rejuvenated Kerry Hyder being back with uh, his favorite person in the whole wide world, Chris Kacarek. Yeah, and Kerry Hyder was taking first-team reps during OTAs and minicamps. Uh, so that's how they feel that's about Kerry Hyder. That's where they see him. I mean, Kerry Hyder's a good player. Of course, we know you know, that Nick Bosa and those guys weren't there, but uh, when it straps up, Kerry Hyder's one of those guys that he, he's going to battle. He's going to compete. And if you've got a or an offensive tackle that can't anchor, Kerry Hyder is probably going to push him into the quarterback. Uh, he is going to nom-nom all over said uh, <laughs> tackle who cannot anchor, and he will nom-nom through the bad anchor and then find himself a way to get to the quarterback. You, The one thing that you cannot take away from him is the motor. Yeah. Um, and that is something that we've actually seen from Willis a little bit as well. I He's agree. High intensity, uh, played through an ankle sprain in the NFC Championship game in, in freezing, freezing weathers or in, in the NFC Championship and the game before that, the, the semifinal uh, yeah. uh, in Green Bay at Lambeau. 
and had some impactful plays. So Jordan Willis, they know what they're doing with him. He knows what he's going to have to do in order to win this camp battle. Uh, but on the other side of him, Kerry Hyder is a vet and who's done it at a very high level with Chris Kacerik before. There are going to be no holds barred, no prisoners, no mercy. Um, they are going to be fighting to the finish. Yeah. Yeah, if an uh, enemy approaches you, he is a, uh, you know, we can go the whole Cobra Kai thing. Here. We could we yeah, could go there. No mercy. Uh, I think I think this is going to be an absolute battle. Uh, I do think that one of, I think one of these guys is is really going to get a lot of reps and the other guys probably not depending on who wins this battle. Fair. Um, but I kind of hope both guys make the roster, to be honest. I, I really like both players a lot. I think there's a lot of value in them, and I think Kerry Hyder affords the 49ers a, a distinct possibility of moving him in even on early downs uh, to go ahead and stop the run. And if he could do that, uh, talk about position versatility for Chris Kacerik in this defensive line. But it's going to be a fun one to watch, and Jordan Willis is going to have to go make up some ground. Let's see if this change from jersey number 94 to jersey number 75 uh, is able to get it done for him. Uh, we're going to find out. Cutback crew, let us know who you think wins this battle down below in the comments section right now. Willis, Hyder, is one of them off the roster? Do both make the roster even if, even if one guy walks out or, or even cleans house, makes the other guy look bad in training camp? We want to hear from you. And then while you're commenting away, don't forget to like and subscribe because while Chris Kacerik has been developing and, and working with and improving his D-line and building something up, we have been building things up as well and working with and creating a wonderful community here on YouTube. And it's almost at 3,000 subscribers. So hit that subscribe button today and help us out. Yeah, hit the subscribe button now. You're not going to want to miss all the content that comes up, especially when we get into training camp. There's oh, yeah. going to be a lot of stuff to talk about. And we're going to be talking about these position battles firsthand. You know, I mean, we're going to get out there as much as we can and watch these players play. And then we're going to be able to come back and tell you what we see. I think it's going to be a fun time. And once training camp gets started, it's all about getting into the season. It's all about news that's actually coming from the football field. Thank God. That's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, that's what I want. No more narratives, just football. Just football ants. They're going to prove it on the football field. They're going to get to work and people are going to spin it any which way they like. But at the end of the day, eyes don't lie. Tape don't lie. What actually is happening will be happening. We'll be bringing it to you all as it happens and as it occurs. But until the next one, cut back crew of the faithful. Stay safe. Remember the right way is always the 49ers way.